Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is a show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rents, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we are developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. It's really, really on. We've had we've had four days of games. Most teams have played three games. You know, really finish the series. Yeah, I want to I want to try to keep this this conversation close. And I so I've got you a little little boxing thing. Okay. Give me two storylines that you're watching. Um, one that makes you nervous. One that makes you excited. And I'll just say Orioles. I'm excited. See, I actually have the slightly opposite take. It makes me nervous because I am not. It makes me reevaluate what I think teams are gonna do, you know. So, if the Orioles are good, we kind of have to reevaluate my entire. I, I just feel like feel like the Orioles being bad has been a baseline for me for a few years now. And if the Orioles are good, I have to make sure that I've recalibrated everything. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I see. This is like okay, uh, numpy. We have to n- update Numpy for whatever reason, and it's like, ah, sh- shoot, I have to update everything else. Yes. Pandas and yes. Matplotlib, everything has to get updated now. That's mm-hmm. that's my okay. fear. Okay, but one th- something that makes me excited is the fact that <laughs> – these are kind of combo ones. The fact that the Colorado team makes no sense, but there appear to be a ton of at-bats like that are just kind of sitting there on the Colorado team. Oh, they are strewn – like letters from a love lover. I, Colorado is going to be the, is going to be one of the most streamed teams this year. I think. I think it's a place where we're actually going to see streaming of batters because I was looking yesterday and yeah, TGFBI stream Rockies pitchers. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> crazy? when they're not home. I mean, but I was looking at um, I was looking at TGFBI yesterday and like oh, especially TGFBI sorting yeah. on who's got who's got the most at bats that is an same, and it was like Rockies really. <laughs> That's very interesting. I should get them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that the manager knows who's going to pay, who's going to play on a given so, day. So, so I think I also think that that's accurate. But I find opportunities like that pretty exciting. You guys, it's there's going to be a lot of noise. Yeah, Jonathan um, Daza, I think. Yep. I think is mm-hmm. another another guy that it was like this is kind of fun actually. Um, yeah. No. So I think just just the fact that you. The just simple the simple fact that you have a Rockies team that's gonna score a bunch of runs, but they're not. No one on that team is good, is really exciting to me <laughs> because it's like just such a such an orange juicing situation. Exactly, it's gonna be a lot of just like, ooh, Ryan McMahon is is really is heated up. Yep, like he's gonna be in your starting lineup, and then all of a sudden he's gonna be cold. Yep. Uh, okay. Oh my! So my my what makes me nervous? Yeah. Corbin Burns. Oh, told you I'd know I'd know within three innings, and I knew. I looked, watched. Mm-hmm. I think it's no. I think it's actually even worse. In I agree with you. I was nervous for you on the day, but then the fact that the that the Brewers turned around and and stuck it to the Cubs in the two games after that was like, oh wow. <laughs> oh yeah, we're, it's like oh we're back we're, we're back to not giving him run support. Yeah, because it's. 
it's been him and and uh, Woodruff just yeah. like it's like you guys are on the mound. Yeah, <laughs> we're not scoring any yeah. runs. We don't have to. Yeah, win. exactly. So I, I, I'm, I'm Eric Lore. We'll show up for him. <laughs> I think I think I'm not as worried about Corbin Burns as you are, but it's because I don't own him. But I there's I I definitely understand that you could be nervous. Nervous that he's not going to return pitcher number one value. Yeah. No. No. Totally. I get it. This week. We are going to talk about ownership in GitHub Actions, otherwise known as Ownership Actions. No, known by who? Us. Oh, okay. All right. When I name this pod. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> we, we've discussed tracking fantasy ownership trends on several pods over the seasons. Ownership is a proxy for perceived player value with a general thrust that the wisdom of the people are the appropriate judges. Of course, ownership is an instantaneous value. Player X owned in Y percent of leagues. This is useful, but doesn't tell the whole story. Therefore, we've been interested in ownership as a longitudinal data set. What is and what was the ownership of player X over the season? This provides a second derivative narrative that can say whether a player is consistently owned at that level, on the up, or on the down. So it's interesting that you skipped right to second derivative here, because... I think first derivative is okay. really interesting, but first derivative is already deeper than most people are thinking, right? Okay. But second derivative is where you make hay, because yeah. if you're responding to first derivative changes in a league like TGFBI, that guy was gone <laughs> weeks ago. Yes. Yes. Exactly. All right. Okay. Right. So I even I actually I summarized this, and I actually sort of summarized what it is on the first derivative, and what I'm trying to get to is is the second yeah. derivative. Second derivative being the speed by which the change is occurring. Right. And I think first derivatives are really interesting on a long term baseline. Like I think when we consider the whole season, I think it's really interesting to look at first derivative and see. And sometimes it can take a really long time for these trends to to show up and thinking about guys that fall off for the course of the year like I, if you looked at albert pujols over the course of three years three seasons or something you would just see this slow steady decline oh right <laughs> yeah 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 i mean our data set isn't quite that long um but i, I have all of last year in this data set so that's kind of i mean it'd be nice to do some cross cross year stuff but you've also shown i mean we've also shown some really interesting you've shown some really interesting uh what I would call characteristic curves in the sense that mm-hmm. when you slice across all of TGFBI, you see sort of the rate that guys are dropped, which tells you something about the rate that the least active managers are watching their teams. <laughs> I know. is There's so much. This data set is so rich. Yes. There's so many things that we could actually do with it and try to, uh, to, to like understand, which would be really fun. So we've done this. We've been around the block. We've talked about this. Um, last season, episode 6.12, we wrangled our ownership scraping algorithm into GitHub Actions. This is powerful because instead of MPRI discussing this and then pressing a button uh, or ensuring that a computer is on so it does it automatically, GitHub just does it. GitHub server isn't going down. It's just going to run this. It's going to run this bad boy. It's going to give us a report. It's going to send us a warning if it didn't run. Right, it's huge. So scrapes and collects the data. Now, this is for the data collection. This is extremely important and valuable. Yes, because this is where over the over the course of me doing this since I think season one, since season zero, like that would be where it would fall down. Yeah. It'd be like, well, I kind of just forgot in May, <laughs> and then it was on my tower, and I didn't realize that my tower wasn't connected to the internet. Yeah. For a month, I just thought that it was on and collecting. And yeah. 
you know, so this is a lot better. And, and, um, you know, and, and the warning system does work. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. All right. So today I want to, I want to split this conversation up a little bit in the body of this conversation. Hopefully there'll be a conclusion section in the body. Let's split this conversation into three pieces. There's the, um, there's a data algorithm and architecture. There's a workflow automation and there's an, and then there, then there's the analysis. Mm-hmm. To sound like that that actually right that's that's usually how everything is kind of split yeah. up unfortunately yeah this gets into the um, Nate Silver conversation about the analysis is like the last five percent gravy and everything is really on data algorithm and workflow oh hundred percent yeah I was gonna say I don't think this is definitely not third 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 <laughs> even though when we present these if we have, we present the the five percent gravy <laughs> yeah no no that's exactly right I think I think at this point. Listeners probably are familiar enough to know that <laughs> they do, but I actually, they I think they probably know, but I think that it's always useful to remind everybody if they're setting out trying to do some of this stuff, and if they're mm. not able to get the data in the format, and they give up. It's like, mm. well, unfortunately, that's where that's why Mike and I are talking to you guys, and that's that's why we spend so much time on these tools is actually that we hit that roadblock. And then we try to get over it. And yeah. by doing more, making more and more tools, we make our our processes better. So we're not stuck quite as much. Quite as much. Quite as much, yeah. <laughs> All right. So data algorithm for aggregation and agric- agriculture. Architecture. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So this is fantasy pros, aggregate ownership. The, the general gist is that there's an algorithm written in Python that leverages um, Beautiful Soup, which is a web scraping web scraping tool. Py- Python, when it when it gets initialized, it goes it goes to Fantasy Pros, goes to the page that has rest of season projections, mm-hmm. and then it grabs all the data, and then it saves it down as a CSV format in the way that we want. There you go. Isn't that cool? Simple. There you go. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. so simple. No, I mean, um, most, and it, I think I think you kind of glossed over one of the pieces, which was first identifying what data stream is going to be appropriate, right? Uh, for yeah. us, because I mean, yeah. you you found that you found eventually that Fantasy Pros is the ideal way to do this, even though we play in a CBS league and we play in a TGFBI league. Neither of those formats makes it easy for us to answer this question, right? CBS. We were using CBS data for a long time because that's what I had figured out how to automate. Um, but mm-hmm. it's, it's really hard to automate because CBS doesn't make that publicly available in the same mm-hmm. way. And um, Fantasy Pros, hey, other TGFBI listeners, if you're, if you're listening in and like, whoa, 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 guys. <laughs> um, like, come on, we're, we're using it. We're accessing your website. We're giving you a name, a name call. But a Fantasy Pros does, even in its un, unpaid version, does give you the kind of information mm-hmm. that you're just looking for as a, as a fantasy player of baseball. Yes, Rest of season projections, I will say, it is we got we got to talk about that more, but I, I won't for now. Um, so a couple other little pieces about this, the flippy little teeny thing. So I did finally institute the unique identifier mm-hmm. um, from Fantasy Pros. So go mm-hmm. in and like grab the unique identifier for players. This is really important for player for for two reasons. One is that there are common names that are reused. Mm-hmm. Two is that those um to to fight that what i had been doing is using the team and name as uh, a unique identifier that breaks as soon as there's a trade <laughs> yep 
So like I remember um, uh, Paul Goldschmidt is like all of a sudden he's gone from the Diamondbacks and <laughs> like and now he's no one owns them. It's like oh well because he's owned by in the Cardinals. So both of those are really important pieces that we've implemented. I get I get why people do unique identifiers. It's just I think one thing that if I was in charge of the world. I would make it so that their unique identifier was published somewhere. <laughs> like, just please give me a CSV of the player and the unique identifier. It's so hard for me to back out. It's so hard for me to back those out. I have to spend, I mean, I think we've both spent time writing scrapers to go get unique identifiers for different websites. Like Fangraphs has this as well, right? Mm-hmm. Fangraphs resolves yeah. players on links into unique identifiers, but there's no way to find that unique identifier. Yeah. Except for... Well, there there are painful ways to do it. Yeah, there's no straightforward click a button way. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I mean, that's part of my career as a geographer is is pairing unique identifiers across different systems. Yeah. 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 It's annoying. Oh my! But what's natural language processing, right? Chat GPT. <sighs> Anyways, um, so we have like 11 months of data here. This is kind of interesting. But no, uh, fantasy. Pro stop recording ownership 10.7, which I was running into some issues. I so I used to I should back up and we'll, we'll talk about the automation. Anyways, they Fantasy Pro stop recording ownership 10.7. I don't know when they started, so we need to put a reminder in earlier in March mm. of like checking checking on ownership. Mm. But no, not too early. Um, and we started back up 3:30. Okay. So basically opening day. Yeah. Um, I should note here it's. V- what I'm doing right now is vastly inefficient. What we, we're grabbing that data down, saved to CSVs, to aggregate that up into the longitudinal data set of ownership that we want. We have one column for every day, with zero, with a value for every player. It's going to be untenable after a while. About a season's worth of data is as much as we can do. Yeah. In a in a processing normal time frame, right? Because yeah. at 162 columns by 700-ish players, right? Yeah. It's not. It's a lot. It's, not, it's a lot it's, of numbers. Right, but it's not it's not like big data or medium-sized data. It's like it's just a, it just hits the limits of what Python and Pandas really wants to do. Yeah. But if eventually if we did want to do the multi-year review, yep. we'd want to look at Joey Votto's entire career. Yeah, that'd be. We'll awesome. have Julio Rodriguez's like his whole career in like ten years. Yeah, you know that that we wouldn't we wouldn't have to. Anyways, so automation we talked about it goes and grabs us from Fantasy Pros. Got a couple different ownership. We could look at ESPN or Yahoo, but I've always done the aggregate ownership. I I think aggregate is good because we don't know exactly what goes into different sites numbers. Yeah, like we if don't know exactly what. We don't exactly, yeah, exactly. And so my thought of that, how do we attack the bias of, okay, ESPN's actually only reporting maybe on 5x5 five five leagues or something, <laughs> or or Yahoo's only reporting on their Roto leagues or something. My thought is like, well, if we throw a whole bunch of bias numbers in, <laughs> enough bias numbers in, we'll get something out that is central limit theorem E. Yeah. No, I think, I yeah, that's probably right. We could look at it closer, but I don't, I don't want to waste my time. I'm grabbing, as I was saying, grabbing rest of the season projections. Feels like there's so much more that we could do with this. Such as? Anything. Anything. Like, <laughs> we could be analyzing whether how good they are at doing that. We could be using that information to try to call oh. out, like... 
Like, oh. okay, well, this is this is a person that's on pace for 100, 100 130 season, um, but he's owned like a, a 20%. Like, maybe we should investigate this. You know, there, there's some other, there's some things that we, we could consider using this for. Yeah. Related to ownership or unrelated. Right, right. Because you're saying we're getting, right now, with the way that the structure is going, we're getting that for free. Yeah. 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 Well, it's like, it's like we're we're leasing a BMW for like the iPhone charger. The gro- oh, the grocery store run. <laughs> no, not even. I, it's, it's what I think is. It's yeah. like it's not even for that. It's like we're using it to yeah. charge our iPhone. Like it's in, yeah. in the garage, sitting there. Just oh, I need to charge my iPhone. I'm gonna go out into the BMW. <laughs> what? Why are you sit- Why do you have that BMW out there? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right, so put it put a feather in that. Think about it. Um, now the other thing is, I should say, this stopped working. It, it first stopped working, and I didn't know that it stopped working when it was grabbing ownership data for a month that was zero. Everything, yeah. everywhere, everywhere was zeros. Um, so it wasn't really working as intended, and then it wasn't hitting the requirements of the project. And then it stopped working because well, there's no rest of the season projections. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the season. Right. Yeah. And so Fantasy Pros left it up, just sitting there for a while with zeros. And then they took it down hmm. to get ready for next season. And then that's when uh, GitHub Action said to me, this isn't working, dude. <laughs> and and it said it said that to me every day for a month. And then it just it stopped saying that to me for some reason. I checked it. I tried to mess around with it. There was nothing I could do. And it was like, do we just let, let it email me once a day? Sure. Then it stopped emailing me. And then <laughs> when I finally looked into it in March, it's like, there's been inactive for X number of days. Do you want to restart it? And it's like, okay. So click the button for the pilot light, goes back on. <laughs> it's pretty amazing that that, that that just worked again. So, it's, I mean, it's nice that Fantasy Pros is obviously using the same uh, the same URL structure. Yes, they did it. Their Big relief. Was, Big relief. As far as, I mean, based on the early returns. Good yeah. enough. So the so in restarting it, it was not just click a button to get this restarted in full because I as I was getting ready to prefer for this pod, that's when I realized okay, well, I have to I have to remove. There's one day of data where it just didn't didn't have the correct data structure mm-hmm. the, the last day Dang. that it worked. So I had to delete that that file and then. And then I was looking, once I'd run it, I was looking at it like, well, there's a whole bunch of zeros in the middle of here. So these graphs look stupid. <laughs> so, okay, let's remove those. And then um, for the most part, it works. There is sort of, we do have some like general like deprecation warnings. That you, I mean, what, what's your thought? Do we need to go and clean those out now? No. Okay. You just, you just leave them going. Yeah. Deprecation warning. Yeah. That's what I thought. There we go. So there's some automation. I think that there's there's some conversations that we need to have about what what do we do next and um, do we do more. You mean what do, what do we automate next or what do we do with this data set that you have? Both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Good I'm answer. Asking, I'm asking for both of those. We'll think about the second question, I think, the second question that you posed right here as we talk about the analysis and, and jump in. Yeah. Because, like, there's some really easy – Easy things that we can do to say, like, um, like I'm, I'm going to share for the analysis section a um, Jupyter Notebook. Yeah. That has all the information from what I ran this morning. But why don't I have GitHub Actions run that? 
Ah. Every day. Right now, yes. it's just do. It's now, right now, GitHub Actions is only scraping down the data. It's not doing any processing. It's just here's the data. I'm gonna save it. Here's the data. I'm gonna save it. So when I get get in and want to run this, I have in um in GitHub Desktop because I'm not running command line in on my PC. Mm-hmm. Pull it, and then um and then I have a function that aggregates it up and creates the ownership data for. I call it the own DF mm-hmm. that that has all the ownership information that, that we ever have. And then um, this ownership, we maybe we can link it out, link this out, this ownership Jupyter Notebook, then it has a couple of different things that it does to like, so we, we've discussed this before, it goes, it finds the highest climbers, so those players that have increased the most in ownership mm-hmm. from a discrete date, it used to, it should be since the previous week, but right now because of the, um, no previous week. The cliff, there's no previous week, so yeah. I'm going to the start of the season. Um, highest climbers, biggest followers, so who's decreased in ownership? Daniel Bard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the decreases are almost always the least exciting. Uh, yeah, unless you're like, I'm surprised Reese Hoskins isn't on this list, but I think his ownership started decreasing before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then what this does is it graphs, graphs out some players and says, like, so you can have um, Travis Darno. You can take a look. Oh, hey, look at that. That's what the ownership curve looks like. Yep. Over the, over the, uh, over the time horizon. You see the, uh, you see the acquisition of Sean Murphy. Oh, do, do we? Where is it? I mean, that, that's, well, look, because he, he takes a big jump. He ends last season at 80% owned, and he's currently 30% owned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dustin May. Look at him. That, that's a fun curve. But Dustin May is kind of Dustin May. I think yeah. So Dustin May peaked last year, September first, around seventy five percent. He's at seventy five eighty percent right now. I think that just tells you that there are a bunch of optimists in our midst. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> he's got the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. No, I no. mean, I think this is a really big thing with Dustin May. It's like, yeah, you got a lot of a lot of space here to explore. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm looking at Marcus Stroman's. I expect that to go up. He had a good outing day uh-huh. you know, opening day for the cubs he's only owned in 60 percent of leagues i don't see i don't see that sticking that low no no that's a good that's a good call so we're gonna see we're gonna see him again same same thing almost i mean a bunch of these guys actually expect big increases so i'm expecting brendan donovan i bet's gonna be another high climber david peterson i bet he's a climber as well he never got above 45 percent last year i find that kind of hard david to believe peterson? yeah i there you go the more you know charlie blackman though who ended the season somewhere in the seventies? This year had a good, pretty, pretty good start. Old man Blackman. Yeah, this I think that that ownership curve is the opposite of the Dustin May one in that it's like, it's the it reflects pessimism on yeah. another year of aging, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> Charlie yeah. Blackman last year hit ninety percent owned in the middle of the season around the All Star yeah. break. He didn't end the season there. He ended the season at seventy percent, but now he's down at forty percent. That's kind of that's. That's way too low. It's gone too far. Yeah, I mean, yeah. old players. It's fun to watch that. That kind of. Uh, okay, so I guess what I I wanted to do was say. So this is my big proposal. Is like maybe we maybe we increase the actions that are run, mm. and so that it runs this Jupyter notebook. That I'm a little bit concerned about, like figuring out how to get that yeah. to run GitHub yeah. actions. Yeah. I think I think because this would be fun to be able to just link to this and every day it would be updated, right? Well, I think the so best thing know. to do, 
I don't know that you'll be able to. Yeah, I don't know if it can be a notebook or if it would be. Do I have to do a script? Or if you do a script and it, it produces a figure every day that's a panel of these or something. And that would yeah. be, but the reason that that might be kind of fun is because then you'd actually save it on a day-to-day basis. The problem with the notebook is that you'd, it, it would literally be updating, which is also interesting, but it's not giving you the instantaneous time snapshot that maybe we want. Or it's not giving us the – you could make all of the plots again over time, but maybe we'd rather see, like, this is what I was thinking April 1st. Or the date I was working with, the right? Or something. So the next time that we talk about this in June, we can go back and be like, we could be like, hey, we didn't realize that Player X was going to explode, and then it's like, how do we not? Ha- oh, oh, I'm sorry. Back in April, this last two weeks of April, we saw the explosion in ownership, and we should have right. And then, and then we can go back and say like, oh, I wish we'd, I wish we'd. This is the type of curve we should be monitoring. Like, <laughs> looking at like Nick Lodolo. Like, what what happened here? <laughs> There's a bunch of these curves. Felix Bautista way at the bottom. That's crazy. Like, you know, at the end of last year, you'd like to know is he going to become huge? Yep. Wow. Like, yeah, looking at Nick Lodolo. Yeah. Everybody's in. I know. <laughs> but yeah, so I think we we want to keep the data to be able to post mortem. Like, oh, I wish we'd made this call on this day. Like, were All there right, any? So the- all right, so the action item then is, well, then it's probably a table. There's a table in it. We need to have, well, the ownership table, we need a table of the first and second derivatives. Yes. And then, and we need to have a graphic to summarize this for us. Yeah, I think the graphics are really nice because they encapsulate all of the information, but it's true that we need, it's true that we need some tabular form because the graphics are just too much to sort through also. And you're pointing out that a, Jupyter Notebook is not the right format because it will overwrite itself in ways that are proprietary and annoying. Yeah, that's yep. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I mean, let's we'll see. Put it put it on our calendar for like June one. Okay, let's it. do it. June one, it'll happen. <laughs> I think that about brings us to the review session. Nathaniel Low, Low. We're at that weird part of the year. I think it's I think it's low. We're at the weird part of the year where I'm just I'm going to tell you what he got when he's you know yeah, he's got, I'm going to tell you what he's got this year, but I'm also going to tell you what he's got last year. So let's start with last year. 157 games. That's good for 645 plate appearances, 74 runs, 76 RBIs from 27 home runs and two stolen bases. But best number here, 302 average. Yeah. This year thus far, three games, you know, great. He's got he's already got three runs. He's already got three RBIs, zero home runs, no stolen bases, 308 average. Small sample size, but looks like he's on track for uh, what he had last year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's one, one way to do it. But it's also, it's also kind of cheating because Texas had two monster games, didn't they? Didn't they score like oh, 11, 11 runs or something yesterday? <laughs> yeah, the offense went around. Yeah. So I don't think I don't know that we should I don't know that we should be too happy with him, but uh, he's twenty seven. I mean, so that's what I was gonna bring out and things that I like about Nathaniel Lowe. He's twenty seven years old and he's six four. Like those exactly. T- I, he's not a small man. This I mean, this should be is it's an interesting year because this is kind of this is kind of it. I think I mean this is his year. Maybe this year and next year, but like let's see you do it, man. This should be his breakout year. I mean, I do really like. They have him out there batting third. So the Texas lineup, I mean, we're going to talk more about lineups next week, but he's got Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager ahead of him. 
Love That's it. That's a pretty good spot to be. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Uh, and then he's got Adonis Garcia batting him in. Josh Young. I mean, those could be a little bit better. Didn't know, side note, that the Rangers have Travis Jankowski. The Dragon? The Dragon. Wow. Dragon. That was, that's neither here nor there, but if we don't mention him at least once a year <laughs> no, on the pod. No, but it's very important. <laughs> yeah. If we don't mention him at least once a year on the pod, everything falls apart. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he. there are indicators there that this could be a big year for him. If you look at his 2022 percentile rankings, he hits the ball hard. He's got good max exit velocity. No sprint speed, but he's 6'4", 220. What do you want from him? <laughs> like, I was, <laughs> yeah, did you buy me for stolen bases? <laughs> then I should say, no, thank you, sir. But he's not He's not so bad he's not in K's. He's not I mean, so he's not, bad. Yeah. Sorry, it's not, he's not slow. It's a, he's not a bad base runner. Yeah, right. 157 games last year. I like that. And in 2021. Two years in a row. Let's. Over under 157 games. Quick, what do you got? I think under. I, I think they'll give him more days off. But I would take the over on 150. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I think I think between 150 and 157 is right where you expect him to be, I would say. I, I mean, I I already I already know that I like him in the sense that I have shares of him. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, well, you want to go through some fan graphs numbers? Yeah, what, what, do I, what do I like? What should I be scared of on this page? I bet his I bet his BIP is very high because his batting average is high. So the question is, is it high for the right reasons or the wrong reasons? Yeah, um, it's three sixty three. Well, oof, it's not that fast. Given that he hits the ball base, hard, his base running score. I I may have to take that back. His base running score is negative three point nine. I uh, don't love that. But so why did he hit three oh two last year? So twenty twenty one. I'm looking at this two sixty four batting average. What's is that track with his bad boot? Three thirty nine. That's that. Oh, that's that interesting. Right. Yeah. So he he maybe he's more of a two seventy hitter. Yeah, yeah. Career average is two eighty. It's two seventy nine for him. So his isolated power is one ninety one last year. That seems low, especially for his size and why? Yeah, I mean, so what's going on there? He hit he twenty seven home, home runs. runs. Yeah, this is not man. I, well, this is because he's. You look at him, and I think you think his slugging was 492. His Woba was 368. But it's weird. He only had 26 doubles last year. 26 doubles, 27 home runs. So he's the lion's share of his hits are like singles. hard singles. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's weird. I don't know what to make about. I don't know what to make of that. Is that what he's trying for? But you don't want him to bat third if that's what he's. Try. Maybe you do. Maybe you do maybe, because you maybe want you the rather Rangers. him be on base so that Adalis can maybe hit a grand slam. You're the Rangers, and you just really you're embracing the new small ball era. Get everybody on base. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you know that you know you're leading off Marcus Simeon. You want him to get a single. Corey Seager's going to hit a single. Nate Lowe's. So they they really have three single guys at the top of the three guys who hit singles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at the top but if the if he's able to keep his batting average up over 280, then they're probably like this is a win. For sure, for sure. Okay, I'm feeling I'm feeling cautiously optimistic. What do you think? So let's take a guess. I at don't like his walk percentage is seven point four. No, 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 that's atrocious. That needs to come up. Let's take a let's take a guess. Let's do two things. Let's guess his BABIP and let's guess his walk percentage at, at the end of the year. Because now I'm seeing yeah. You want to take the over on three sixty three? Okay, I got the under. <laughs> Perfect, done. Let's um. Well, <laughs> I don't know. So what did you say? You said it was three. His career average was three forty nine. Yeah. Okay. So let, let's let's call that the over under. I will take the over on that 
and hope that he's just figured it out. Okay, I'll take the under. I think that's. But I think probably. okay. So his so his walk percentage career. Okay, now I'm on the page too. Career nine point eight percent. Twenty twenty one, he had twelve point five. I'm gonna again be optimistic and go over on nine point eight. I'd go over too. Okay, I don't, don't want to be. I, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to do that one because I think I'm beyond in lockstep with you in thinking on, on this one. I don't want to take the under. I don't want to take the under. I mean, unless it's like eight. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's no way he's gonna be eight. That would be crazy. I think the um, yeah okay. So the three forty nine, I'm over on the Babbitt pure under. I'm, I'm seeing that his projections are way under that. I'm seeing his projections are like three thirty. His projections are three thirty for which? For Babbitt. That feels really low. Do you want me to put it down? To, I'll put it down to 339 because that was what it was last, in yeah, 2021. Uh, sure, but like, I don't understand where these projections of 330 are coming from. He's only had one season, the 2022 shortened season, where he was below 339. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's a little bit low. Uh, and I don't think that it would change that much. Unless Those are the kind of things that tend to be pretty stable. What about these home runs? The, the home runs people are... Are thinking that he's at 22. 22 is the um, mode, <laughs> <laughs> and what's the the median is sort of like twenty three. That feels low. I, he's, got, he's gonna get more than twenty three home runs, right? Uh, unless unless there's something that we're just missing here. I it yeah. I don't I don't get it. Yeah, I think this is a, this was a real steal of a player where he was in the draft. I agree. Who are we doing next week? We're going to talk about Vinny Pasquantino. Time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, Mind the Z. All I've got left is, worst luck to you, buddy. Worst luck to you, too. Yeah!